0: And taking the depositions and writing the motions and going to court myself. So I came out of there in four years like, you know, no one that I went to law school is having that same experience. So I was so lucky to be there. And I, I think it was, of course, a little bit of luck, but a little bit of looking deep in yourself and finding out the skills you have that are non-legal. Again, whether it's writing or speaking or your language skills and sort of putting them together and 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 seeing the end product and and someone was lucky enough i was lucky enough for someone to see that and the potential and they liked me and the rest is history
1: from the cubicle to the lab the studio to the war room climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup experience a day in the life of the jobs you want this is the experience a day in the life podcast
3: Welcome to part two in the two part Laws of Labor series. In part one, we went through hour by hour in a day in Elon Weiser's life as a labor and employment attorney. In this episode, we'll take you through Elon's career journey so you know what skills and experience are necessary to land a job as a labor and employment attorney. Yvonne was interested in so many things in undergrad and really didn't know where to focus, but he hit the ground running in law school, tapping into his network to get career opportunities. He even went as far as moving to a whole new country for one of those opportunities. Let's learn how he did it so you can too.
2: When you were growing up, what
0: did you want to be? I was probably more of the classic, I want to be a soccer player, hockey player type guy. But, you know, I was always someone that excelled in school. And I always figured I could go, do, go to graduate school or go to law school or I didn't want to be a doctor. So medical school was out of the out of the picture. But I always figured going to college or, or taking it further, taking the education further it was something I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to narrow it down. Huge problem now for students, right? What do I do next? And I, I think students should probably just think, A little more generally about that. It's not really going with my theme here. You should be more specific about it. But meaning, what are you good at? What do you like to do? Do you like researching? Do you like speaking? Do you like writing papers? Do you like reading? Using just those simple, uh, simple tasks that any student really does can, I think, can help you uh, figure out the direction you want to go to. I've I always liked writing, not like in a journal or anything, but writing articles or you know, watching a movie or uh, listening to someone speak and critiquing it or reading the newspaper, those little things just, I think, make, made me want to be a litigator or maybe put me into this, back me into this corner at the end of the day. Because again, a big part of my job is getting up in front of a judge, thinking on my feet, uh, being prepared in different situations and improvising. Using those skills, it shows you not, not exactly what you want to be, but what you may be good at.
2: Elon attended the University of Michigan and studied political science and Spanish literature. He wasn't entirely sure about going to law school until about his third or fourth year of undergrad. But one thing was constant, and that was his passion for international politics. So you mentioned University of Michigan was the best place to be. But why did you choose that in the first place?
0: I visited a lot of colleges. I applied to a lot of places. I liked some. I didn't like others. And I think, again, I don't remember why I liked Michigan so much, it was more a feeling thing. But I made the right decision for some, what sound now like stupid reasons, I think. And I I tell people this all the time when they're, and everyone's different, right? I think the most important part of going to a college, education aside, I'm talking about socially feeling, a gut feeling thing, is being proud of where you go, right? If you're going to go to a college, never think about it again. Say it was a miserable experience. I wish I went somewhere else. It's not worth it. Literally, I think sports are a huge way to to make a decision as to college. And again, it's it's resources too, right? For me, a, univer- a big university was where I wanted to be. I wanted people to know where I went and I wanted a place that can deliver a lot.
1: Did you have any internships in undergrad?
0: In undergrad, I never had the best internships. I, I did different things, which I think helped me in different ways. Now, I was always a big sleepaway camp guy. And people made fun of me all the time, my friends. You know, I went to sleepaway camp till the summer going into law school, right? So I had a couple of breaks here and there. I was a cabana boy at the beach. I was a valet parker. I did, you know, d- different odd jobs. And that's because I wanted to make money also during the summer, right? I mean, at the time where I was coming up, most of these internships were unpaid. You didn't even get a dollar. That's changed a bit now, I yeah, think. Definitely. but um. It's just not something I wanted to do and, and and I never had a connection like that where I can get an unpaid internship or a paid internship and so I did the best of, of what was presented to me. So, but going to a place like camp, for example, I think it's helped me in a big way and I'm not talking about being a camper, I'm talking about being a camp counselor and living with people from England, from from Fiji, from Iceland, from Wales. Canada, wherever it is, I learned a lot of things from those people. So, you know, there are small things. I can go anywhere in the world, travel anywhere in the world and send someone a Facebook message or a LinkedIn message and say, I'm going to be there. Or what's your favorite restaurant? Are you still living in in Manchester? So it keeps me in contact with people internationally and that expands my network too. But it also... Has taught me how to you know, develop a relationship or develop a rapport with people from different places. Just meeting people from different backgrounds or different places in the world makes you a more well rounded person. And I, I think that helps you in, in your career. So camp is a, was a huge part of that.
1: After graduation, Elon went to Hofstra University School of Law in Long Island, New York. He knew he had to get some experience under his belt, especially since he said himself that he didn't go to a top law school.
0: I think at Hofstra it was a great place. I learned to be a great lawyer there. I was trained. in in a very good way. But in the internship context, when I was applying next to people that went to Penn Law School or Cornell Law School or Michigan Law School, you know, on paper, I was a less qualified candidate. And I pride myself on being someone that likes to say, get me in the door and that's where I can do my work. But getting into the door, it's very difficult. So I think that that put me back in, in sense of getting the great internship where I could, you know, be an inter a summer intern for two years at a major law firm and then get the offer right away. After it just didn't work out for me like that. I wish people would have been a little more open with me when, when I was a college student or when I was a law student. And I think getting direct advice rather than than reading a book or or listening to professors constantly it's a tough way they they bring up students here in the United States if you compare it to, to somewhere else because. You know, we go through this four-year sort of general studies undergraduate program. And of course, people, you know, a lot of people say they're pre-med or or pre-law and and you do focus in an area and of course do pick a major and do pick a minor. But do you really take it to the next level? I mean, we don't go to these vocational schools you may have in Europe, or you pick a career your first year and you study that and you you get out and, and you're a plumber or you're an accountant. It's more soak it up in four years, then decide what you're gonna do. Are you gonna go to graduate school? Or Pick your first job, then you're gonna go back to law school. Again, I'm, I'm not so sure I know the answer, but it looks like we're wasting a little bit of time in college.
2: Knowing the information Elon just told us, let's take a little peek into his mindset leading into law school. Through his own admission, it maybe wasn't the most ideal position to be in, but that doesn't mean success wasn't possible by any means. So that should inspire you to take charge of your career situation. And it starts by setting goals. Yo, Elon told us that his goals law, at this
0: point were... Always dreamed of working at the United Nations. I started speaking to more lawyers, people that are kind of involved in that, and, and, and figuring out how I can get there the The answer I got was be a great lawyer get involved in something be an expert in something and eventually you'll get to that point if you keep building on experience I didn't really know what that meant and I just started peppering more experience on myself getting involved in things international a big thing was learning another language Again, my mother is from Argentina but we grew up speaking Hebrew in my house with my father I learned Spanish just in middle school like everyone else but I, I took a liking to it I was good in it and I kept going with it and when I was minoring in college, someone told me, major in it. A professor told me, major in it, it'll be great. You're going abroad to Spain, take your political science courses in Spanish. And you can get credit for both and add those to your major. So that's what I did. And it was the second time I went abroad. I went abroad to Barcelona in college. I went on an exchange program to Madrid in high school. And I wanted to keep it going and keep it going. My first year of law school, I wanted to work in Argentina. Know, work for a judge or work for a government organization. Number one, to get the legal experience and make my resume nice, to have international legal experience on it. But at the same time, and just more important, get my Spanish up to a working level where I could actually use it rather than just say I majored in Spanish. So I try, I apply to all these programs. I wrote to judges. I worked on letters. I edited them. I, I really made them professional. And applied to all of these jobs online all year, very early too. I didn't get one response. And I said, This is so annoying. I, I really want to go this summer. You know, I was for better or worse, I, I I didn't do a great job at sort of thinking about my summer and where I was going to work and applying for jobs early. It just didn't happen for me. So I didn't really have a plan. And what it looked like was I was going to be working at some random law firm or some random lawyer, likely for no money this summer. I was living at home at the time. I'd be wasting money, taking the train every day, eating lunch and not getting paid. And I said, you know, this is probably a better way I can do this. So that's when I had the idea to go abroad and I wanted to go with the Spanish. I said, Let's go to Argentina. Didn't work out for me. So I finally decided, you know what? I want the credit. I want to keep speaking Spanish and I want to go abroad. I don't want to work for free at Some stupid job I have no interest in working at. So I was going to take out a loan and I was going to go to some small law school's Argentina program and get some credit there and sort of do like an externship type thing. And I was all signed up to go. I paid the deposit. When I connected with a girl who I went to Michigan with, not very friendly with, but in law school and went to all these American Bar Association events and basically said, I met a very nice partner from Argentina. In a major law firm there, the second largest one in Buenos Aires, super nice. I bet he'd be willing to talk to you. So I spoke to him on the phone really quickly. I told him what my plans were going to do. I said I have a, you know, I'm gonna, I need to book a plane ticket. I'm gonna go in five weeks to. I think it was the University of Seattle's program that I was signed up to go to. And this individual said, you know, we have an international exchange program here at our law firm. We hire people from different continents. It's about nine or ten attorneys." You know, you can be the next North American law student coming to be in the program. It's unpaid though, but you said you're going to work for no money in New York anyway. He's like, it's, it's pretty cheap to live here. I got on a plane and I went. I was there all summer and I shadowed this partner. But just like that, speaking to someone about what my intentions were, some one of my peers, someone my age and going through the same law school curriculum that I was, knew someone because she went out there and she met people and she made a direct introduction for me. And it sort of bypassed the hours and hours and hours and energy I spent applying and writing those letters blindly when someone made a personal introduction for me and got me the job like that.
2: And after a few months there, he came back to the States to continue his studies and assist in research with one of his law professors. The following summer, he landed another legal internship with a New York City employment law firm, but working on the plaintiff's side.
3: If you haven't been able to tell by now, Elon is really big on networking. Tapping into his network is how he's gotten opportunities thus far in law school, and it's how he's continued to grow as an attorney currently. Elon has some advice for college students or law students navigating careers.
0: And Let's go back to, I think, the first thing we spoke about here, how the college system in the U.S. is probably not so conducive to sort of placing someone in one area or one profession. I love where I went to college. I went to the University of Michigan. I think that is the best college you can go to. Uh, has a nice mixture of sports. The city is amazing. The people are amazing. Really, really smart people. But look, like any college, it's it's what you get out of it. And I, and, you know, I was always someone who went to class, never missed the lecture, just the type of student I was, right? <laughs> but a lot of people didn't do that and did better than me or, or just as well as me. And you always think, well, are they studying differently? You know, what are they doing? But I think being in a university setting, and whether it's law school, graduate school, undergraduate, rather than soaking up what you learn in class or in the lecture, I think students need to try to take advantage of the other resources around them. Michigan, for example, was unbelievable about having guest lecturers. So people that are at the top of their game in in business or finance or politics and go to see them speak for a free lecture. know in the auditorium it it really wasn't what I learned in class it was learning who the alumni were from the college who like to give back who like to give money and 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 trying to be those people and, and learning about their experiences and how they got to where they are I think that is what's invaluable in the college setting and that's what someone needs to needs to really focus in on so ask people that are in the field get an interview email people that's how you get it you know There are nice people, like people that do your podcast, that want to help students as to how to achieve that. So I think that that's really important.
2: What was that first real job after law school? And then can you talk a little bit about how you got that interview process?
0: Yeah, my first job after law school is I I was an associate for a law firm, uh, a small law firm, boutique law firm where it, there were two partners and one associate. I was going to be the second associate, so the fourth attorney in total. And I had employment law experience from the internship I just mentioned. I did a short stint at another local plaintiff's law firm but didn't work there for too long. Mm-hmm. And the job market was extremely bleak when I got out of law school, Like, meaning I took the bar, I passed, and you know, I had great grades, honestly, but not coming from a top, top, top law school Maybe I wasn't that attractive and I wasn't getting the hits for the first time in my life. Like it wasn't working out for me the, the exact way I planned. So I said, you know what? I had a short stint in employment law. I did this these internships for a year and a half or so, only in that I like this. How can I how can I just take this a step further? So I started reading about on my own what type of cases a a plaintiff's law for a lawyer would be doing because most of the experience I had then was doing discrimination work on behalf of employees. And I started reading about all these cases under the Fair Labor Standards Act. It was all over Google and all over the paper. Local businesses were being sued by their employees, landscaping businesses, restaurant business, construction. And I said, wait a second, I speak Spanish. This was based in Long Island, sort of in the border of Nassau-Suffolk County, big Central American community. A lot of these employees were non-native English speakers, only could communicate in Spanish. I said, let me use my Spanish to parlay and sort of layer on top this limited employment law internship experience I have, and let me try to do this. And coincidentally, I don't know how how I met him. I think there was a... Honestly, I think there was a job posting on my law school's webpage. And this young lawyer, I think he was like in his early 40s at the time, who had his own law firm, called me up. We had a discussion and he was very frank with me. And he said, look, we're two partners here. None of us speak Spanish. We have a young associate who's only a year older than you who meets with all the clients. We need someone like you. And I started working there. I ended up working there almost four years. First real job. And I was so lucky to work there because I was thrown into the fire. I did everything a attorney with ten or fifteen or twenty years of experience would be doing, meaning meeting with clients directly, speaking to them. Again, I was one of two people in the firm that could communicate with a lot of these individuals and taking the depositions and writing the motions and going to court myself. So I came out of there in four years like, you know, no one that I went to law school was having that same experience. So I was so lucky to be there. And I I think it was, of course, a little bit of luck, but a little bit of looking deep in yourself and finding out the skills you have that are non-legal, again, whether it's writing or speaking or your language skills and sort of putting them together and and, and seeing the end product. And, And someone was lucky enough, I was lucky enough for someone to see that and the potential and they liked me and the rest is history. The second job I had, main job after, after that time, was going to the defense side. So doing exactly what I do right now. And I also started thinking about, look, I have a lot of friends, a lot of colleagues, a lot of people in my network that I speak to constantly that own their own businesses or that are starting their own businesses or are very successful people. They need to know someone like me. And that's sort of the risk I took. And, and that's what I've been doing now. And of course, it's a very, very hard thing to do. And there are a lot of competitors that I have and a lot of labor and employment attorneys on the on the management side but I think I made the great decision I I I like being on this side a little more first of all legally you have to be a little more creative I like helping businesses out I, I just like I like the business world I I like seeing a business start from somewhere and have a lot of success and yeah. me, me being a part of that it's very rewarding it just gave me a little more opportunity to Write articles, be involved in associations, speaking engagements, things of that sort.
2: From there, Elon moved on to work at the firm he's at now, Off Grossman and Scholl LLP, as a labor and employment attorney.
0: I had a great experience at, at the previous firm. Sometimes you want a little more perspective. You want to get a little more well-rounded, and it's just a it's another adventure I wanted to take. And I, I think it's healthy to move around a little bit, not too much. And again, I've been practicing eight nine years now, and this is only my third law firm. I've, At the other places for, again, four years almost in both. So I thought it was time, and I, I saw an opportunity at the new place where I'm at now. I'm working with extremely smart people, in a different way. And and the law firm I'm at now has only been around since the early '90s, so it's really on the rise. We're growing all the time, and the labor and employment group specifically, we're only about five years old in there. I think I just got in the right time where we're still molding and and finding who we are, and. I just see a lot of potential there and everything has been going exceptionally well. What's next for Elon Weiser? You know what I think, um, and I hope this works out for me, I think I'm just going to be doing exactly what I've been doing since college and law school and and my career so far. Getting better at what I do. Trying to think ahead to see the new areas of law people are going to need advice on. Continuing to build relationships with clients or potential clients that I have. Because like I said, I want clients for life. Every day there are questions. Every week there are questions. There are new laws that come out constantly. Those businesses need to be advised of those. They need to learn about them, how to manage them, and how to apply them to their own practice. So that's the sort of source of advice I want to be going forward. And I can always get better. I need to keep learning. I need to be ahead of the curve. And I need to have results, too, of course. So, you know, keep resolving cases, keep being effective, keep having a good reputation with my adversaries, the judges that I see, because reputation is all I got. And I think if I keep to that philosophy and and just keep getting better at what I do and building on it, all uh, all will work out.
2: Another age old question. If you could go back and give your 18 year old self one piece of advice,
0: what would it be? I can give my 18-year-old self a little more advice. I, I think I want to practice what I preach. I think I should have asked more questions or gotten out there a little bit more. And I've always been a super friendly social guy, but maybe it was for the wrong reasons. And I, and I didn't, I didn't speak to more of my friends' fathers or mothers or brothers or sisters that did one thing. I mean, what's the big deal? You know, why was I talking about A video game or a movie when I could have asked one question know, what did you do at work today just like you guys are asking what did you do last Friday it doesn't take long and it doesn't take a lot and like I said people are usually nice and willing to help young people that are trying to get ahead so if I did a little more of that I think that I would have gotten a little more insight and maybe got a little more direction in you know, in, in certain areas to maybe what I wanted to do, because th- there are careers and professions out there that I still don't know about and I may not may have not known about at the time I was growing up. And your parents could be great role models, your family could be great, great models, but most of it is be serious about your studies, go to school, do well in your tests, get good grades. But what else comes from that? And I think you need you need to speak to people that are within the field. Because you know, if if your family are not lawyers or or your friends are not you got to look outside that. You you know what's right. You know what's good. You know what you to do in school, but yeah, you have to you have to get a little more real world experience. And you may not get the internship, but you can always ask questions. You could always say, "Can I come to work with you one day? Can I go see you speak? Can I come to court? And It's public, right? Can I just go see what you're doing one day?" Sure, no problem. That's gonna be the answer most of the time. So students out there, try to shadow people in professions you think will be interesting to you. That that's my my, my number one advice and takeaway from today.
1: That wraps up part two in the Laws of Labor series. Huge thanks to Elon Weiser for sharing his wisdom throughout this Experience a Day in the Life series. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one in this series to experience a day in the life of a labor and employment attorney. So they say you can't get a job without experience, but need experience to get the job. But luckily, we have quite the experience. You can join our team and experience a day in the life of the jobs you want by applying to be a student editor. Regardless of your major or amount of experience, this is the perfect stepping stone into any internship or career. Find more info and sign up at xadiddle.com slash students. That's com slash students. Thanks for listening. Head over to xadiddle.com. That's xaditl.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at xadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Beau and Matt with 1T Poe.
2: If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.